Nice to see you all. So the topic tonight is carrying responsibility. And I think the first point to note is we're talking about carrying responsibility, not taking responsibility. It's subtle, but I think it's important because carrying responsibility is actually about being yoked to him and carrying what we are and have in him as opposed to taking and feeling responsible for things that are his responsibility and not ours. So really the key to tonight is what is it to carry responsibility in the body of Christ as a son, as a member of the household of God. So I think in our natural selves we tend towards probably one of two postures, neither of which are carrying responsibility as he sees it. So one is tending to take too much responsibility and take burdens onto ourselves. So I'm an eldest child. Any other eldest children in the room? (laughs) I'm a stereotypical eldest child. And as an eldest child, I was taught that I needed to be responsible and behave well, not just for myself, but because my sisters looked to me. So if something went wrong and we were all naughty, we all got told off and then I got told off because I was leading them astray too. (laughs) And so that led me to think that I needed to be responsible, which I do, but it was kind of a false sense of responsibility, a responsibility for other things and things outside of my control. I think the other end is people who think that responsibility is to be carried by people in positional leadership only. So if you're in a position with a title, you're responsible for things, and if not, then you're not. So when I'm talking about responsibility here, I'm not primarily talking about doing things and the roles we have. So carrying responsibility will mean that we do things, and some of those things will be functional leadership in terms of leading ministries. But more than that, I'm talking about a posture that has carriage of what the Lord is doing with his people. So sometimes that will look like leading children's ministry or speaking or being a senior leader or a discipleship leader. But that's just one outworking of carrying responsibility. A lot of it will be about just praying for what he's doing, which is a thing, but it's not a functional thing. Listening to him and reaching out to who he says to reach out to. Noticing things that he notices cooperating with what it is that he is doing. So that is why I say that we are all called to that and we're all called to all of that, even though he will also ask us to carry some functional responsibility as well. So really there's two key points tonight that I want to make about the the posture that enables us to carry responsibility accurately and as sons rather than slaves. So the first one is about understanding that we all belong to the family of God and understanding and knowing how he sees his family, the church. So that allows us to serve in alignment with how he wants his household to be run, given that it is his household. So if if your understanding is that the church is a place we come to, a community of like-minded people, 
a place you come to get taught, to have fellowship and moral support, then your expectation might be that responsibility is carried by people who get paid to carry it or by people who are leaders. And you might serve, but your mindset towards serving is likely to be more about earning your keep, doing your bit to keep things running. You might operate in your gift because you find that satisfying and it's easy for you to do that because you'll do that naturally. But if you understand that we are the church, that we are the family of God, chosen before the foundations of the earth to be conformed into his likeness and that he sees the church as his representation on the earth and that his design for the church is that we are to build each other up in love, then your response will be different. You will be so in awe of what we've been chosen to be part of that you will serve from that place as chosen children, members of the household of God. And so it will be less about what's earning my keep here and more about how can I be a part of what it is that you are doing and what is my part here. I think the other really anchoring thing around this is just to remember what the foundation is here. So in terms of what did, Christ said lots of things to his church, but one of the key things he said is, love one another as I have loved you. By this will all men know you're my disciples. So at its most simple level, carrying responsibility in the body of Christ is about obeying his commands and one of them is love one another as I've loved you and that looked quite far reaching it didn't look like functional operating in our gifts it looks like a lot more than that when I was reflecting on this the Lord gave me a picture that shows you a bit of what what this is like and how important it is to understand what a family is and what the family of God is So I'll never forget the night after Noah was born, when Nick went home, I was holding this newborn baby in my arms and I looked at him and I just had this moment where I went, I am your mother, like I am your only mother, (laughs) I'm the only mother you'll ever have. And the sense of, oh my goodness, that's quite an awesome responsibility settled on me. Noah at the same time is as much a part of this family as I am but he's a newborn baby and so his relationship to me is you're someone who provides for my needs I need you to survive and that's completely appropriate because he's a newborn baby so he doesn't, that's where he is (laughs) but what wouldn't be completely appropriate is if that's how he relates to me when he's a grown man And actually there's a process whereby some of it is about what we teach him as parents, so we get him to to actually take responsibility in a sense. We give him things to do, but the reason we do that is not because we need him to do jobs, it's to teach him what family is. And our hope and desire is that when he's a growing man, his relationship to us will be a love relationship, not a functional, I need you, you need me relationship. So 
the point of that story is that actually carrying responsibility comes with maturity and understanding what the family of God is. I think the other key point about understanding that we're members of the household of God is that there's a rest that comes with that because we know we belong. So we're not taking or carrying responsibility to earn anything from God or each other. We're doing it because we belong to him and each other. So it's not about whether we're accepted or not. It's because we're accepted. Second point is to carry responsibility accurately. We need to know that we have capacity in him to carry responsibility in the body and to know that we're accountable for being a good steward of what he's entrusted to us. So again, listen to any Sunday night message from all of this year. If you want more on what is the eternal purpose of the church, how does God see the church, any one of them I guarantee will will give you a good sense of this. But it is important to understand that we are designed to function together. We are the body of Christ. We only have... That's not quite right. He's designed us to build each other up in love. And that's really what caring responsibility in him is about. Let's go, we'll come back there. I'm going to read the parable of the talents, which you will all know well, I'm sure. Matthew 25, 14, if you want to follow along. For it, Jesus said, is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. Immediately, the one who had received five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained more. But he who had received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, 
You wicked, lazy slave, you know that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more, who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So a few things that struck me about this when we're talking about both we have a responsibility and a capacity to carry responsibility and steward what God's given us. The first thing is that these guys weren't orphans in the sense they weren't starting with nothing and having to scramble around to try and scoop up some talents to do something with. They were left with something in their hand that had been provided for them. Same as us. They were all given something and the test was whether they put it to use. So it wasn't about who had more, who had less. The one who had was given more and the one who the first two basically were rewarded for their faithfulness with what they had. There was no you got more in the first place, so you're more of a favourite and so your reward will be greater because you ended up with more. Um, that wasn't the test. They were treated exactly the same because of their faithfulness. And the thing I thought was really interesting about the third person, um, there's more to this than what I understand now, um, but he says in verse 24, when he comes back, I knew you were a hard man, reaping what you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed, and I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. And it was interesting to me that posture of just make sure nothing bad happens. You know, it's not about increase, it's about just make sure I don't suffer any loss here, hold on to what I've got. And in verse 26, when the master replies and says, you wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Those are different no's. I don't know the detail of it, but there's a sense in here. So in the Greek, those two words are different. And the sense I got is that the guy who held on to what he had didn't, he had observed the master, he'd seen this reaping where you don't sow, but he didn't know the ways of the kingdom. He didn't know this person and he was afraid of him. And so his response was to keep himself safe and just make sure nothing bad happened. Whereas the other two knew that the way of the kingdom is lose your life to find your life. Release all to gain all. So that is another way of saying we have to remember that anything that he's asking us to carry, he's actually given us the capacity to carry in him. So it's interesting and always a bit ironic in him that Tonight was a little bit of a case in point. So Greg emailed two or three weeks ago and said, here's the topic, I'm happy to speak, but wanted to give you the opportunity. And I'm in this place at the moment where I am really hard-pressed. So there's lots going on in the natural, um, lots going on. 
And so my natural response was, oh, well, Greg's happy to speak. I'll just say, yep, fine, you do it. But I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, whose capacity are you operating in? (laughs) Ironic, isn't it? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, actually, good point. And I can't, and so then there was this, so okay, just give me an idea of what you want to say, and then I'll say to Greg, yes, once I know, but... I know that's not his way. I know the way is say yes and then I'll. <laughs> but I'm a trier, so I still try these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And it has been just crazy to the point where I just could not see the time to put anything down on paper. And times that looked like they were the time, he was like, I've got another use for that time, including just stopping and resting and not doing anything. And Monday night, I was like, okay, Monday night's probably about the time to get onto this. And <laughs> a friend of mine who never, ever, I've known her my whole life, I don't think she's ever texted to say, can I come up tonight because I need to talk to you, but she did on Monday night. <laughs> and again, I was like, I could hear the Holy Spirit saying yes, so I said yes. So that's, and here I am. That's a way of saying that that doesn't mean when... Having capacity doesn't mean we won't be stretched because it's not our natural capacity and we only know we have it when he asks us to do something that's outside of our capacity. So I think it's just saying to Sandra, we need to get used to the fact that it is a different life and a different capacity all of the time. So that's an example where part of what he was saying to me is that I had gone back into my own capacity somehow and I was starting to judge again through what looks sensible. So I don't want you to confuse he's given us the capacity with we think it's going to be easy and natural. It will be... (laughs) There's a difference between rest and things being easy. (laughs) So just going to talk a little bit now about as leaders... We're to carry responsibility and we are to disciple others into carrying responsibility. So a few points on how to approach that, apart from leading by example, which is always the first point on how to lead people. (laughs) Remember that with us, God starts with the heart and identity. So that's where we need to be looking for wisdom for him. So rather than starting with the activity you should take more or carry more responsibility. Discerning with him, why is it that this person's either taking too much responsibility and is really burdened, or why is it that they don't really think they have a significant role to play in the body of Christ? So is it that they don't think they belong? Is it that they don't understand who the church is and that it's not really just a community group? Is it that they are looking through the lens of their own capacity and so their mind is telling them that they can't take on any more than what they've got. So I think just seeking his wisdom on what's really the root of this. At the same time, with all of us, it's a process. We don't wait till we have a fully formed identity and then start acting out of that fully formed identity So there is a place for invitation and opportunity. So where you see something where you can make an invitation to somebody who you feel like is not in that place 
and that might be in a more practical serving way, then give them those opportunities because it might be that that's the way that it starts to unlock for them. And thirdly, and this is another version of don't judge with your eyes or by behaviour, don't assume that the way he's asking them to carry responsibility is the same as what he's asking for you because we're different. We're in different places and different stages. Uh, This is another area where he's given me a a tune-up recently. (laughs) So there was a situation where me and my very good friend Cherie were sent together to someone in need. And our responses were both in him, but they were different. So I sensed something that he was saying that I said to this person. She sensed what was happening in the spiritual atmosphere around it and prayed and spoken to that. So that was awesome. That's people taking and carrying responsibility, but in their own way. But then afterwards, the Lord kind of put a finger on something in my heart where I had kind of had an expectation that she should have done something more like what I did. And I didn't even think it, but it's he can show you things that are in your heart that you don't know and which actually cause disunity in the body at, at a deeper level. And so it was something that I had to confess and say actually, sorry God, and out that... But I tell you that story because it can be quite subtle. Most of us don't go around actively judging each other. But it's about understanding that this will look different for each of us and freeing each other to operate as he's asking us to. And the final thought I wanted to leave you with is about what I'm calling carrying delegated responsibility. So all of our responsibility is delegated from the Father first and foremost. It's his body. We're all operating in alignment with him. But we also have leadership above us, which has responsibility greater than ours for this family. And so when I talk about delegated responsibility, I'm talking about when you're taking a responsibility for this family that's been delegated to you, for example, by the elders or by ministry leaders, we'll use discipleship leaders as an example, then we need to be faithful to exercise that responsibility in alignment with how we've been asked to. So, for example, if you're a discipleship leader, we know that the purpose of discipleship groups here is our transformation. That's pretty clear. And so as discipleship leaders... Our responsibility is delegated from the elders to lead our groups in alignment with that purpose. And faithfulness includes that. And I've had times when I have thought, oh, I don't think I need to do exactly that or exactly like that. And the Lord's tackled me and gone, actually, that's not your call. If you are leading in this house, you lead in line with how you've been asked to lead. And that's not about, again, five, two, one talents. It's not about better, more loved, more special. It's just an order and function thing. And actually, like those people, what we will be accountable for is how faithful we've been with what's put in our hands. Others will be accountable for what God's put in their hands and greater responsibility comes with a commensurate accountability. So be free in that. Actually, your job is 
to function in alignment with, with that. So that's all I had to say tonight. We have got some questions for you to chew over. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.